Welcome to the NAESP Principal Podcast. My name is Rachel George, and I'm an educational leader in Oregon and an NAESP fellow. And my name is Adam Welcome. I'm an educator in California and a fellow with NAESP in the Innovation Center. Longtime listeners know that I have a problem with NAESP. I usually say NAESP. So I'm just going to kind of really enunciate every letter, Rachel, because we haven't come up with the whole NASP thing that just doesn't, that hasn't landed well. So I'm just kind of saying NAESP. I'm just going to be very articulate in my letters. Okay. Okay. You know, you can also just. <laughs> say ESP, like the secondary folks are SSP, say ESP, you know, you can just shorten it. It's a work in progress, Rachel. Okay. There you go. (laughs) I like that philosophy. So, hey, friends and listeners, we're excited to bring you all this podcast so we can talk with some real ideas with real principles some amazing ones, in fact, um, about their leadership. And it's going to help make you stronger and more innovative. And ironically, they're from two different states and with amazing different demographics and experiences. And they're also at the Zone 9 NAESP conference. So winner, winner, chicken dinner. Winner, winner is right. Rachel texted me this morning. Hey, I'm in Zone 9 in Eugene. Can we do some podcasts tonight? And I said, heck yeah. So we have Jack Aaron from Washington and Tim Lowe from Idaho. Jack, introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us who you are and what you do. Well, thank you, Adam and Rachel, for having us. This is really fun. What a fun way to kind of tip off the day of a Zone 9 meeting. I'm Jack Arend. I'm the Deputy Director of the Association of Washington School Principals. Following your lead, Adam, I will say AWSP because it gets all caught up in my mouth. So (laughs) at AWSP, I get to help lead the professional learning for principals and assistant principals in the state of Washington. So a, a past elementary school principal, and I I love that I get to support school leaders throughout our state. See, Rachel, Jack understands me, Jack. I love it. Tim, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and what you do. All right. Well, thank you very much. I'd like to uh, echo Jack and thank you for the opportunity. This is a first for me. Um, I am an educator in Idaho, have been there for all 32 years of my career. Uh, This is year 22 uh, in administration for me. Um, I am currently the principal at William Howard Taft Elementary in Boise. Uh, It is a very diverse school. Uh, We have just about 300 students, 93% uh, low income, but about 40% of our students are refugees uh, from Central Africa and the Middle East. And then I guess uh, with respect to my relationship uh, with NAESP, I am the state representative and federal relations coordinator for the state of Idaho. It's for Tim. So the fact that you have such a large percentage of refugees within your building is just mind blowing. And I was fortunate enough to be able to actually be on site and see your school Mm -hmm. a handful of years ago. So give me your top two tips for building a sense of community when you have such a diverse group of students coming in and also with varying cultural beliefs, philosophies and newcomers. That's a challenge that many educators struggle with. So what are your top two tips? Well, I think the first is getting to know the community and understanding uh, kind of what makes uh, their culture special. I think oftentimes in schools, we have a tendency to recognize our cultural differences, but at Taft, we we genuinely celebrate uh, those differences. It's a part of what I enjoy most about uh, my current assignment. Um, And then the second thing I think is giving grace. 
uh, to your staff and to the community that frankly may not be comfortable with or may not be used to uh, working with or being around people uh, from different cultures. Um, we, in, a, in an effort to do that, uh, the beginning of the school year had what we called a fishbowl uh, activity where we invited in representatives for parents from uh, significant communities. We had a uh, Congolese representative, an Afghani representative, someone from Myanmar and someone from Colombia. And they came in at a staff meeting and introduced themselves, talked about their journey to come to the United States and to Idaho, and then offered uh, us the opportunity as teachers and as educators to ask questions about their culture. Uh, and it was it was phenomenal. Um, two of them afterwards in, in side conversations said that they just really felt seen um, and honored that our educators cared enough to ask. Yeah, I love that, Tim. You know, you're thinking about all that, all the differences, but I think actually if you kind of pull the strings on people and those cultures, we actually have way more similarities than people may perceive that we have differences. I was a principal last year at a school for a month. I was a substitute principal just helping out and there was like over 20 languages. And I remember one day I was at recess playing soccer with this kid who had very little English. And I'm like, where are you from? And he's like, Libya. I was like, Libya just like blew my mind that, you know, this kid found its his way thankfully to you know northern california and a, i'm guessing a safer better place for his family um, but then you start just kind of you know building mm -hmm. relationships and that's just uh that's the key you know jack you're doing the work that i've long wanted to do in sacramento working on just kind of bills and support for schools and leaders so talk about some of the work that you're doing just to support principals working conditions contracts just kind of uh, go down that road and tell us all the different things that you have your hand in. You bet. Um, so I will share with you as the legislative session just started up in Washington State, um, we are working hard to um, explain and hopefully pass our bills that the Principal Association has brought to the legislature, legislative session this year. And, and they are. They are what you just said, Adam. They're working conditions. We're trying to see if principals and assistant principals would be able to bargain their working conditions um, that's something that does not happen in Washington in a formalized manner. So we're looking at that. We're looking at um, how could we, we all, we all see and we're all anticipating this school leader shortage and it's happening in some states more than others, but how can we keep people in the job, keep people in the school leader chair? And so we're looking at um, allowing districts to offer three-year contracts to principals like a superintendent may have. Um, we're looking at assistant principals having the same protection. Uh, I'll use the word tenure loosely with, with you all, but that assistant principals have that protection just like a principal. Um, and those are things that haven't been happening in Washington and, and thankfully have a really good working relationship with lots of the districts. But when push comes to shove, we want to make sure that our leaders feel the protection that they need so they can go in and do the tough work. And we all know that if a principal and assistant principal can stay in the job, deep systemic change can happen. And so um, we're trying to avoid what we call the principal churn, you know, a principal every couple of years in the same building. It's just not good for kids. And so our work around that is, is to really make our, our legislators in Olympia and in the entire state of Washington know these are really important jobs and we want to make sure people stay in them. 
Yeah, Jack, follow up question on that. I don't know if this is like a legislative idea, but I, I think that one of the most important things and Rachel and I do this work kind of in our lives is uh, is mentoring and having those mentors and coaches for principals, because I mean, obviously we know over the last three years, nobody had ever dealt with a pandemic, but you know, people had dealt with other things. And I work with principals every week all across the country. And so much of it is principals, I think just feel alone, especially if they're in elementary and they're the only ones and hey i got this thing going on how do i move forward how do i how do i deal with that so is anything like like hey we're going to put a, a law that every principal needs a mentor for their entire tenure but you think about it i mean ceos have executive coaches and uh you know so on. or it's like oh yeah we'll we'll pair you up with the other principal uh you know tim's been here for 50 years he can he can handle a couple people <laughs> not not 50 tim no but you know and but not be so laissez-faire about it where it's an actual program um, that is really built in. I know, I mean, that's how Rachel and I know each other just from being connected and kind of, you know, helping each other out. And now we're like friends and we collaborate on things. And if somebody needs each other, we call each other. Uh, is anything like that happening, Jack? Or maybe could something be started? Because I would love to help out with that. Adam, great question. And I am I'm really happy you asked that because um, my colleague, Gina Yance, who's an AWSP associate director, she has um, been charged with developing uh, a really incredibly robust principal mentorship program. And we have a, and she kicked off a whole refreshed version of that this year. She's trained over 500 principal mentors. We have over 350 pairings this year of principal and assistant principal mentor mentee. Um, it, it is really exciting. Uh, and and that only can happen because we are fortunate to have a really good relationship with our Department of Ed and our Superintendent of Public Instruction and the many offices that that is in that whole department said, yes, we know this is what teachers need. And and we were finally able to say yes. And so do principals and assistant principals. So so it is actually happening in a really great way in Washington state and will only get better and, and thankfully, we get money from the state to help pay those mentors to do the work that they're doing um, with these mentees. And uh, we're, we're really proud of the program that Gina has built. And that is just, um, it's very exciting because you're right. The, the number one reason for professional burnout is that you feel that you are not connected. And so whatever network that is, coaching, mentoring, whatever has to happen. And if we want to keep principals and assistant principals in the chair, we've got to do everything we can. And the, our mentoring program is, uh, we're getting great feedback so far. So uh, probably more to come on that, but um, it's really exciting. I love it. So two fun facts you all might not know about Washington. One, it has the largest NAESP membership within the nation, which is phenomenal. So they're super involved at that national level. But when it comes to supporting, and this is the second fact they might not know, um, administrators, it's, it's next to none. So they have like a new principal academy. They also have an academy for folks within like the three to five, and then they even have an extension. So they really have a customized approach to really meet principals where they're at and to be able to expand, which I think is pretty unique because you often see new principal academy, but not be able to, people don't extend it. So just always been very envious of the work that Washington does. If you are in 
a state where you're like, man, how can we get some of that uh, going on in our state? I know that the folks in Washington are super, super friendly and love to share. They're not hiding secrets. So reach out to them. Their contact information will be noted in the show notes. So hit them up on email or on social media because they love to collaborate and they they know that we're better together. So it's one of the many things that I love about Washington. So we're going to kind of shift gears. We're going to talk about books. Adam and I are very obsessed with books and we're curious what you might be reading or what's something that you've read recently that has really resonated with you. It can be educational. It could be business. It could even be a child's book that you felt like it really resonated with you, whatever that might be totally your call. So we're going to start first with Tim, Tim, what, what's been on that list for you? Um, I'm like, I'm going to be challenged to give you the entire title. Uh, but it, I just recently, uh, did some staff development. It was a book study on a book called onward uh, and it's cultivating, um, God, I'm going to lose the rest of it. I apologize, but it really is looking at, uh, self-care and how do we support ourselves, primarily educators and, and the target audience is teachers. Uh, but we, uh, had several of my staff read the book and uh, it comes along with it. If you're interested from a professional development side, it comes along, you can order a workbook to go along with it. And it, uh, a lot of my teachers found it to be very powerful. Um, and then the second one is um, Robin Conrad's book, uh, which is on principal standards. And uh, I'm a, adjunct professor with Boise State University in an ed leadership program. And we just added that book uh, to our required reading. And it's been phenomenal because it it's so very practical. Uh, it talks about kind of what the standard is, and then it identifies how it applies in schools. And then there are usually two vignettes at the end of each chapter um, where practicing principals talk about how they see that standard at work in their own school. Nice. I actually have a vignette in um, Robin's book. Yes. So that's kind of exciting. Um, and I looked up the book that you were talking about at first, the Onward book that you first identified. It's Onward, Cultivating Emotional Resilience in Educators. And I have that on my bookshelf and it's phenomenal. So if you haven't yes, picked yes. that up, super timely, super relevant, and uh, not a super heavy read. So really, really nice. All right, Jack, what do you have going on? Books, books, books. Oh, I'm so happy we get to talk about this. Um, so I can't get enough of Michael Bungay Stanier's Coaching Habit, mm. The Advice Trap, and his brand new book. And I'm just going to apologize now. I snuck out a little bit this morning of the Zone 9 meeting because I was at a <laughs> webinar with Michael Bungay Stanier. Uh, it was great. <laughs> and his new book, How to Begin, talks about how do you make goals for yourself? You guys, this is a game changer. So, um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm in anything about his, if you don't know the coaching habit and I'm, I'm talking to coaching gurus on the, on the, on the podcast right now, but, um, easy read his whole website called box of crayons and videos. Hmm. It's just awesome. But this new one, how to begin just breaks down. Like how are you going to start a goal? Um, and a little different than atomic habits, which was also a big, plus of mine. And then pleasure reading. I'm going to tell you, I've been just finished up the boys, which is about raising Ron and Clint Howard. And I might be the oldest person on this podcast, but um, 
uh, if you remember Happy Days, yes. you know, Ron Howard, the film producer, mm-hmm. the movie maker. It's about his, he and his brother growing up in kind of mm-hmm. Hollywood. Awesome book. Interesting. Rachel, we've had like 55 episodes of this podcast. I don't think any guests have ever been so excited to talk about books. We have to go back and listen <laughs> Wait, to see. Maya Lise. Maya Lise. Oh, and, yes. Maya um, Lise and our secondary principal friend. Yeah, um, no, no, for sure. Yeah. We love, uh, we love talking about books. Uh, Brian McCann, uh, we love, we love talking about books yes. on the podcast. Tim, Jack, an absolute pleasure. I woke up this morning not knowing that Rachel and I were going to record podcasts. We always do it when we have time. Thankfully, Rachel's, Rachel is at the, the zone meeting today. Speaking of zone meeting, go to naesp.org and sign up for the national conference, which is this summer. It is in National Harbor, Maryland. July 10th to the 12th. There are pre-cons on July 9th. Houston Craft, Joanne McEachin and Freeman Rabowski III are going to be the keynote speakers. I went to my first NAESP conference like eight years ago as a second year elementary school principal, and it absolutely changed my life. State conferences are amazing. The national conference, you just get people from all 50 states and you just build your PLN and you meet people that absolutely come into your life and uh, and change your life. Rachel will be there. I will be there. Tim Lowe, Jack Arend, on behalf of Rachel George and NAESP and the Principal Podcast, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And we hope, truly hope, you have an amazing day. 